Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. It's Erica. And it's Liana. And this is the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. Mm. And we're a, we're ahead a week. We're I at, just realized we're that. in the lead. Yeah. <laughs> in a one person race. <laughs> one podcast race. <laughs> so we have some people that we want to acknowledge and thank. So just telling you now, we're ahead a week. So... I don't know how to explain this other than we've just received some stuff and we've gotten some new Patreon members and we're not trying to, I don't know, how, how do we thank them? Like, from the, the future? future? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we've, we're, we're from f- the future and we're thanking people yeah. from the past. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> so confusing. <laughs> I don't do, I don't do time travel. Time is confusing. It's very confusing. I'm mondo confused by time travel in movies. Yeah, and and you know what sucks is it's like anytime I watch a time travel anything, it's like... Anytime. (laughs) Anytime. It's like I have to... I can't just enjoy it. I know, because I have to focus on where I am And it's not even like I'm trying to disprove the movie. It's more just like... Well, for me, it starts out as like... Wait, is it him then, or whatever is happening? Because it's yeah. and then it's like shit. Now I gotta go through it, and I'm gonna find out that it doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, if Sean and I are watching a movie that involves time travel, we invariably will sit there and pick it apart. Ugh, you gotta. It's really annoying. You must. What is considered like the time travel movie that is the closest to making sense? Mm. There's gotta be one. I've heard Back to the Future. Isn't it supposed to be like... In terms of the timeline, staying consistent? Yeah, and like explaining, like having Making sense. it make sense. Mm, yeah, I guess. I don't know. There's a movie that you probably haven't seen, and it's got Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeves in it. Oh, shit. It's called What's Somewhere that? in Time. Yeah. <laughs> I Do know that what you're movie. talking about, but I don't know if I've seen We've- it. I think we've talked about it like maybe once and it is the most heartbreaking movie of all time. Oh no, like, really? But it's really good. And I feel like that had a good explanation, but I'm having a really hard time remembering. And it's funny because I've wanted to rewatch it, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready to be in like my feelings so deeply for like a week because that will that movie will destroy me. It's not an uplifting movie. Oh if you guys God, have seen really? it, I'm really curious if you like it or hate it because... It will, huh. it will put you in like a sad, a very morose mood. Oh no! Yeah, it's not. It's not happy. You want it to be happy. It's not. Um. Okay. Okay. I'm looking. 
Like, what movies have the best time? Traveling? Yeah, and there seems to be debates. Yeah. Okay. Let's just let's just go with this one. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, they say Interstellar or some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. God damn it. There are two movies that stand out. There's so many ads right now. Stand out for scientific accuracy in time travel. Blue, blue, blue. Blue, blue, blue. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Interstellar and Contact. Get out of here. Wait, Contact? I mean, I I wouldn't really consider that a time travel movie. That's baloney. Yeah? Doesn't she? Well, she goes to that horrible place at the end. She loses time. For 11 hours. All that means is that they didn't. Mm. Their cameras were filming for 11 hours and they clean. And she like, she drops through the little, the spinny things, mm. through the spinning rings. Mm-mm. And the camera has 11 hours of footage, but she literally falls straight through like the rings. So there's no time, but there is time. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really consider it. All that means is that time where she was, it doesn't go at the same time as like earth time. Well, that's like proven, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know. Hold on. I don't know. Both movies were consulted or had the same consultant, Kip Thorne, and both take advantage of the black hole wormhole idea. Uh Deep in the gravitational field of a black hole, interstellar, time passes at a different rate, leading to a relativistic (laughs) twist (laughs) late in the movie. (laughs) In contact, a seeming instant on Earth coincided with a nearly day-long excursion across the galaxy and potentially the universe. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so they like that relativity is on full display in these films. Uh-huh. And? Finally, there's perhaps the most realistic and interesting movie to make use of time travel in the time loop sense, Groundhog Day. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Any solution in general relativity that admits close time-like curves is usually rejected because of philosophical concerns like the grandfather paradox. But these mathematical solutions are internally self-consistent and could describe reality, particularly if particularly if we accept that the start of the loop resets. Huh. Okay. So... I forget. What's the grandfather paradox? I used to know it, and I think I remember looking it up after watching, like, one of the Star Trek movies. <laughs> or, let's see. or maybe it was Looper. <laughs> Might have been Looper. The grandfather paradox is a potential logical problem that would arise if a person were to travel to a past time. Mm. The name comes from the idea that if a person travels to a time before their grandfather had children and kills him, it would make their own birth impossible. Right. So that probably I when I watch Looper. And killing somebody. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> yep. That answers that. Because well. isn't that what he's doing? Spoilers. Uh, fucking, I do Bruce not Willis remember. is he's going back to kill him. Oh yeah. He's his hit love it, love is it. him, and they're trying to close that loop, and he's realizing he's closing himself loop, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know that's him. That's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that one. I don't remember it. It wasn't. I remember not. I definitely remember Googling after that one. <laughs> so I was like, hold Must on now. consult the Googs. Google, is this accurate? <laughs> Google's like, no, time travel is not possible. And you're like, wait, that's No, it is possible. <laughs> They've proven it. If you go super fast, time slows down. I'm pretty sure if you go 88 miles per hour, though, that's not how you travel through time. Is that how fast they go in Looper? 
No, that's Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, but they're in a magical DeLorean. Science cannot. It's not present there. <laughs> These cars are so dumb. They are. They're dumb. They are. I fully agree with you. <laughs> I don't get butterfly doors. Like, what's the point? I don't know. Is that what they're called? Butterfly doors? I right? think so. Right? Yeah. That seems right. I don't know. They're dumb. Like, I don't, I don't get the point. I know that, like, the new Teslas have them. Yeah, at least those ones, they know if they're getting close to a ceiling and they stop. (laughs) (laughs) What if the battery died and it just kind of, like, donked on your head? (laughs) Try to get in. It's like, whatever. I like my old analog car. It's boring. If we ever get a go on tour, we'll get one. We'll get butterfly tours. If that's even what they're called. A DeLorean? No, just a car with it. Oh. No, I don't want it. We got to. I know I'm going to bump my head on it. I just feel like I will. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We are very distracted. We need to thank some people. Yes. So we have two new patrons. We're super stoked to welcome you. We've got Madeline and Juliet. Ladies, we're so stoked. We're so stoked to have you with us on this wild ride of... Confusing paradoxes and time travel, yes. which has nothing to do with our fucking episode at all. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining. We can't wait to get to know you if you so desire. We feel like they'll desire that. You want it. You want to know. Come on. We want to know you. <laughs> Let's be friends. We need Please. Friends. Okay, cool. Wow, that's getting desperate. We Better are. Stop. <laughs> we are. <laughs> also... We received a mystery package. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Oh my goodness. Oh uh, but yeah, we received some really beautiful gifts. We got necklaces and it looks like there's a spell jar and soaps and a candle. And I'm really... Super cool stickers. Oh my God, I those love. stickers. I just want to slap them on everything. Like return to sender and it's a coffin and sat- satanic bear. <laughs> A plan chat. Like I need those to cool protect stickers. me from my neighbor. So totally, some really pretty. Mm-hmm. What looks like homemade, like with love tea bags. Oh my god, I'm so excited about those. I but yeah, too. we there's no note. We don't know who you are. We just we know want to thank you properly. You said us wonderful things, and we want to say thank you. I want to give you a verbal hug, please. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Please and let just us know. Show like all this stuff off and link you because this stuff is so nice. It all smells super delicious. It does. I. Who are you? Please tell us. We want to say thank you. We're yeah. not worthy, but we're really excited and we appreciate are. it all the same. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, everything's so beautiful. So mm-hmm. please tell us who you are so we can say thank you. Mm-hmm. Please, mm-hmm. please, please. Mm-hmm. Desperate mm-hmm. again. <laughs> getting desperate why are we so desperate no it's kind of a little weird <laughs> please oh. uh, okay well um i have some cool news okay hit me today. Hit, hit you hit me yeah. well a town in croatia is being swallowed up by sinkholes <sighs> that's my news 90 sinkholes up to 15 meters wide 90? 90. A uh, small village in central Croatia. One's too many. 90 is like, what's happening? I know. It's leaving locals to fear for their property, yeah, fucking, get, obviously. If they can leave. Yeah, well, 
all of this crap started after a 6.4 earthquake hit Croatia in December. That's and awful. Unfortunately, that killed seven people. No. And then it left, of course, huge material damage. Um, the quake was even felt in the capital of Zagreb. Um, but the country's central regions were the worst affected. And now villagers in, or Mesinat, Mesin, okay, Mesinkani? There we go. And they're just like watching as these sinkholes just like open up right next to their homes or part in their homes. Yeah, these people were saying I was told to leave and I could only go back at my own, you know, my own responsibility. So like at your own risk, discretion. Um yeah, and now they're just they're just all these poor people That's are awful. super uncomfortable cuz they're not and I guess sinkholes aren't uncommon in the area, but like the number of them has just super concerned people. But I'm curious, isn't Croatia um volcanic i don't know because if it were you mean like there's lava tubes under them and yeah, stuff yeah i'm hmm that's really let's scary see. uh yeah they're just like i don't know anyway so that's one of my newses and then the other one i'm gonna just go over really quickly uh still over a century later the cia doesn't know what caused the explosion in tunguska which is in siberia I guess it was a 15 megaton blast. And I Whoa. have a feeling they're going to explain exactly how big that is. But I guess locals felt their skin. So this is back in time. Locals okay. felt their skin. Uh-oh, burning time travel. From- oh, shit. No way. <laughs> There's a reason that we talked about it. <laughs> so I guess locals felt their skin burning from 40 miles away. Ugh, that's horrifying. Windows shattered within a 100 mile radi- radius. Holy shit. It shook Siberia and left roughly 80 million trees completely flattened. Wow. Something with the destructive force of over a thousand Hiroshima explosions exploded in Siberia. And the problem is that nobody to this day knows what what it was. Yeah. Whatever happened over the Tunguska River was seen, heard, or felt by thousands of people. Although several theories have been brought forward to explain it, Tunguska remains a mystery over a hundred years later. What the hell? (laughs) Do they okay? What are the guesses? Do we have so guesses? according to many reports that would be eventually collected on the morning of June thirtieth, nineteen oh eight. So it's definitely over a hundred years. Uh, a bluish white light lit up the entire sky. Mm. Oh my god! It was a fucking UFO exploding. I know it or taking off. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, the <laughs> Evenki native people who lived in the hills just beyond the Tunguska River watched as a streak of colored light shot across the sky on a trajectory of impact. After about 10 so minutes like of crashed? watching the light, yeah, after watching the light, there was, oh, no, I guess not. After 10 minutes of watching the light, there was a bright flash and a thunderous explosion that literally knocked them off their feet. Astoundingly, shockwaves from the event were reported to even have stretched as far as the UK and even Washington, D.C. For many days after, the skies over Europe and Asia burned bright, some people claiming to be able to read the newspaper at night. In California, the Mount Wilson Observatory noted that the atmospheric transparency was very low for months with an unusual amount of dust particles filling the air. Whatever happened in Siberia was more powerful than anything than anyone could have imagined, but what nobody what fucking knows it? what it was. Is there like a epicenter like you can see? Uh, I don't know. Let's keep let's keep reading. I'm so creeped out by this. <laughs> Many newspapers worldwide reported on the event, but could only speculate about what it could have been. The region contained extremely rough terrain and was inaccessible to most within Russia. Country's political situation also made it close to impossible for scientists to investigate the aftermath. Of course it did. 
It wouldn't be until 1920 that a thorough analysis of the area would be undertaken. Uh, Leonid Kulik, the chief curator of the meteorite collection of the St. Petersburg Museum, would eventually lead an expedition to investigate, but harsh weather conditions would delay his investigation until 1927, almost 20 years after the incident. Not That was not weather. Yeah, his team... He got blocked. Yeah, he and his team would discover over 800 square miles of devastated forest and trees pressed to the ground in a radial pattern. Uh, he would follow the radial pattern inward of the Tunguska Forest to find to what they assumed would be an impact in the center, but curiously, there was no impact crater or material from a meteor. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> In fall of 1927, he published a, min- a prelim- preliminary report theorizing that it could have possibly been an iron meteorite that actually exploded in the atmosphere, which would account for early reports of bright of a, the bright flash and the explosion. Um, it would also explain why no meteorite was found on the ground, but many questioned how no physical evidence of a meteorite could not have been found. Yeah, no shit. Even if it exploded in midair. Yeah, there would be some, there's got to be some kind of debris. Yeah, that's Russia covering shit up. They were, uh, his findings were challenged in 1934. Why did it have to happen there? Because, I mean, I'm glad because. it wasn't like in the middle of a city, obviously, and whatever, like but all that still. stuff. But yeah, uh, assuming his- nobody would get hurt regardless, you know, like. That's on the mm-hmm. table. Why Why there? His findings were challenged in 1934 by Soviet astronomers who proposed that a giant comet was the cause. Considering that comets are mostly made up of ice, it might have been completely vaporized by the impact, leaving absolutely no trace behind. It'd and have many to have leave looked some kind of dividend in the ground. I totally agree. Um, a lot of people that have looked into the incident believe that something came from above to cause. Well, well, well sorry, the website just like. Oh. reloaded and shifted came from above to cause the devastation one individual theorized that it came from below <laughs> no it's a you know what it is it's a tremor it's a graboid mm. <laughs> um, in a paper published in 2003 in the Chinese Journal of Astronomy and Astrophysics Astrophysics German astrophysicist Wolfgang Kunt suggested that the cause of the explosion was an eruption of gas from a volcanic rock known as kimberlite. He stated that it would have come from the molten earth some 3,000 kilometers deep. The natural gas would be stored as a fluid, that when it reaches the surface, it would become gas and expand by a factor of 1,000 in volume for a huge explosion. He supports his theory by observing how the trees fell in the radial pattern and several other chemical anomalies that earlier expeditions had discovered at the site. Um, Another highly speculative theory... Uh, suggested that this was the aftermath of a mad scientist's invention of a death ray. Mm. Nikola Tesla, we still need to talk about him, had supposedly been attempting to create a machine that would achieve the wireless transformation of energy over vast distances. He believed this could be used to defend against any attack during wartime. While testing his death ray one night in 1908, Tesla aimed it toward the Arctic and turned it on. He then eagerly awaited any news about the destruction of the Arctic, but all he could find were newswires stating that something unexplainable exploded in the Tunguska Forest, destroying miles of land and injuring locals. He willy-nilly just shot off a death ray? Uh, is that what I'm hearing? I think that's what we're hearing. We so, need to read about that. Thankful that nobody had died at the hands of his death ray, he soon dismantled the war machine and destroyed it. While this story is ridiculous, it does add to the enigmatic lore of Nikola Tesla and his strange creation. So that could just be baloney, but it could also be fact. That's weird, though. Yeah. There's so many weird things around him that, like, 
boggle my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Alexander Cassent sues an engineer and science fiction writer proposed that the powerful explosion was caused by an extraterrestrial craft that had been crashed in the forest. He also said it might be an interplanetary weapon that was detonated and caused a nuclear explosion. Another American scientists, uh, Albert Jackson and Michael Ryan stated that perhaps a small black hole had collided with earth mm. causing an antimatter explosion in the atmosphere. They wrote a paper and said that in the paper, uh, since the black hole would leave no crater or material residue, it explains the mystery of the Tunguska event. It would enter the earth. A black hole just like, flew down the, how is that a thing <laughs> and the rigidity would of the be rock swallowed would allow no up. underground shock wave because of its high velocity it would <laughs> because it loses its own it loses only a fraction of its energy passing through the earth the black hole should very nearly follow a straight line um <laughs> through Excuse the earth me? entering at 30 degrees to the horizon and leaving through the north atlantic <laughs> and when have why what <laughs> No one has ever. <laughs> that one's the worst one. I don't think uh, that one's How the least. How am I now just thing. hearing about black holes are like mobile and can just flutel on down and then explode? Excuse me. I have no me. fucking idea. Perhaps the most recent development of the entire Tesla. I like how affair. that's more probable to them than Tesla than having a, a death ray. What is or the a difference? UFO, man. Um, so the most recent development came from a form of an official document obtained by John Greenwald Jr. of the Black Vault website. According yes, to the document. do it already. Yes. A 1960s era investigation by the Soviet Union posed the possibility of a UFO crash being the cause of the event. It traces a history of UFO reports throughout Russia and argues that the Tunguska object, whatever it was, they say an object, carried out a maneuver as it was falling down from the sky. The majority of this document was solely the personal opinions of its author, but it was interesting enough to have been filed deep in the recesses of a CIA filing cabinet. <laughs> That's weird. That's weird. So anyway, um, this is something that I had never heard of. I've never heard of it. And I felt that we needed to talk about it briefly. Wow. So many yeah. things. So I, many we need things. to talk about Nikola Tesla. We do. We We're totally overdue. do. We're 100% overdue. He'd be a good one to be able to like have dinner with if you could conjure a dead person back. Oh, yeah. You'd get yeah. a lot of info from him. Or like, not. Maybe but he'd like, be I'm really a... ashamed of things that he's done. Yeah, but, like, in my world, <laughs> I'm envisioning it, like... He wants to talk about it? <laughs> yeah, or he has to. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's got to give You've up the secrets. You've given him Uh-huh. From yeah. Harry Potter? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. <laughs> A lot of it. <laughs> I'll point the death ray at him. <laughs> you better talk. Wow. I don't anyway. even know what to say about all that. Sorry. I'm glad it didn't happen here. That's all I have to say. And no one got hurt. Poor Russia. But whoa. Man. Yeah. Okay. Mine is not that. <laughs> <laughs> mine is a haunted village is for sale in Scotland. We're fucking buying it. How We're buying wonderful it, guys. would that be? I mean, truly, I would love to. Maybe we just need to gather together all of our podcasting friends and just be like, okay, dudes, for the next year, this is what we're spending all of our Patreon money on. Oh, oh, I hope it's not a ton of money. Seriously, though, wouldn't that be cool? I would really go. So would I. 
be a landowner in another country, but also be like, shit's haunted. And it's a village? What would we name it? <laughs> mm, I would be, I'd want to know what the name of the village is. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, I'd feel wrong changing it. We'd get to name all the buildings. We could name the tavern. <laughs> That's really what I'd want to do. Call it Deep Dark Hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Cheekbones forever. Mm. <laughs> Call it the cheekbone cavern. Oh, I love it. <laughs> cheekbone <laughs> hollow. Ooh. That's the name of the village. <laughs> That's like the, the secret name. Only It's like yeah, a club name. Only people sure. know. Like if you know, you know. Yeah. And you get in free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell me more. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. So they're ruins. <laughs> it's the ruins of a Scottish village. It's, so we have to rebuild. Love it. We get to name everything. Um... <laughs> The village is said to be occupied by the by the ghost. Just one. Oh. We need more. Oh. Of a 17th century prophetess. A pro- what? What, what does the, that mean? What is that? Is that like a wealthy, prolific person? What's happening? What is a what? Prophet- prophetess? A prof- prof- prophetess? Pro- maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making shit up. I'm pronouncing things poorly. Wow. A female prophet. We're dumb. Oh. Okay. Carrying on. Is up for sale. <laughs> Spanning approximately 3.3 acres of land sitting on the shore of Loch Tay. The picturesque property known as the Old Village of Lawyers, or law- Lawers maybe, reportedly features the remnants of multiple buildings that constituted the community centuries ago. Okay. okay. We got multiple buildings. While the village was ultimately abandoned in 1926, there is said to be one resident who remains at the location, albeit in spirit form. It's become something of a legend by way of her eerie predictions that seemingly came to fruition on several occasions. Oh. Whoa! Cool! Psychic I ghost? It. I like this. Let's be friends with her. I like her. Known as the Lady of Lawers, Mary Campbell... Okay. Resided in the village during the late 17th century. She earned a reputation for being able to foresee future events, which she revealed in poetic fashion, similar to Nostradamus. Perhaps the most famous of her prophecies centered around an ash tree that she planted near a church in the village. Oh my God, this sounds super creepy and I love it. (sighs) Campbell cautioned that when the tree grew to the height of the church's gable, the building would split asunder. Ah, I love oh. that word, asunder. Okay. <laughs> She's great. She's Send, good. good. <laughs> please More. don't do anything bad that will make me not like you because I am really in you right now. Just be nice to animals and, uh-huh, and we're, we're friends. <laughs> Centuries later, her prediction came to pass when a violent thunderstorm destroyed the church just as a tree had reached that. T- Whoa. Height. Cool. The Lady of Lawers. I hope that's how you say it. Um, it's weird because it's like a, it could be anything if it's Scottish. I feel like it could be said it's anyway. One hundred, you're one hundred percent true. <laughs> that's real. Um, is also credited with having predicted the emergence of railroads, which she described what? as fire coaches. I like that. Let's go on a fire coach, as well as steamships, <laughs> which she envisioned as being ship driven by smoke. Chillingly, one prophecy mm. put forward by Campbell, which was yet to come true, 
Is that? Oh my god! I hope it says that two girls from USA will come and rebuild this village. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Let's find out. Don't tell me anything different. I don't want to. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, is that such a oh, vessel would sink? We could be on it in Loch Tay, and we could swim ashore, to... and we could buy it because oh. we're like getting insurance full, settlement from the boat sinking. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't want to sink. No, we'll swim to shore, but we'll get a great settlement. Okay. Uh, and buy this place. <laughs> would sink in the Loch Tay, and there would be a great loss of life. Uh-oh. Where's the... We're definitely want... getting a payout. I don't want... I don't want... No. We'll be fine. I can see it in my mind's eye. <laughs> Are you a, a prophetess? I am. Okay. <laughs> I am now. <laughs> Given her strong connection to the location... Many believe that the ghost of the legendary uh, soothsayer still roams the grounds of the village. The current asking price. <gasps> no. Is it, a four, is it a four at a bibble? No, it's not. Is it? Is this American dollars? Okay. What is it? Because it has a dollar sign. <laughs> it has to be. Dude, we can buy this. We cannot travel by boat. We can afford this. We don't need a settlement. We can make this happen. The current asking price. What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Throw a number. Throw me a number. 200000 173000 You act like that's no money. I was expecting it's, like, I was, when I was you're like, oh, it's affordable. million billion. Oh, I see. When you were like, it's affordable. I'm like, 20000 Like, that's still a lot of money. We can but make this that's... happen. Full. It's been abandoned since, what did it say? 1926? They're ready to haggle. Are they? <laughs> yes! Dude, <gasps> hold on. $173,000 for some piles yes! of rocks. And the purchase includes a private beach. Down. Fishing rights. Don't care. Great, I guess. Semi-ancient native woodland, in quotes. And presumably the spirit of the Lady of Lawers. Oh, man, dude. I mean, I'm looking at pictures of it. It's fucking beautiful. I just want to go there right now. Uh, Can we just build like a giant Great Gatsby house and just live there like that? Yes. And we can like be on one side of the lock and me on the other. And we can do the thing that they do in the Gatsby movie with the light. (laughs) The light. (laughs) And then I'll be irritated that I have to go all the way over there to hang out. Be like, man, God damn it. I need you to I need you to come over. Like I'll flick it twice and you'll be like, Oh, I came over, what's going on? And I'll be like, Oh, I wanted you to bring some wine. I'm out. Be like, Fuck! Oh my god, we need this. A hundred There's a thriving town nearby, so that's good. So they can all laugh at the dumb Americans that bought the piles of rocks for hundred and seventy three grand. <laughs> Stupid idiots. <laughs> no. Oh, we're doing it. <gasps> I'm looking at the map as to where they are. It's it lines up right near the Grampian Mountain. Grampians? Like Gramps? Gramp Gramp? <laughs> Where's Loch Ness? In Oh, in relation to this? Yeah, is it nearby? Where's that lock? Huh. Let's see. Oh my god, I'm very excited about this. Oh, that's a big lock. I didn't realize it was that big. Mm-hmm. Wow. My dude, I <laughs> we just bought a house. I can't, 
what am I supposed to tell Sean? I, okay, I need you to make more money so that we can buy a haunted town village. that is village. Yeah, village that is rocks. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, say no more. <laughs> I love that in the ad for selling it, they include the haunted like part of it. Oh, of course they do because if they if they try to hide that everyone's gonna be like you know that shit's haunted right and then they'd be like uh like if they don't explain it out the gate you you have to own it that's one of those situations that we've talked about before where like why didn't they just mention that that shit's haunted i just i'm looking it. for loch ness and i don't see it Ness. uh it's pretty close uh really yeah i mean Dude. i don't you mean you hop on that highway and you take that north to... I mean, I guess it's close-ish. This is big. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay, cool. Okay. I'm going to go show this to Bobby. Be like, I know you want to move to Hawaii, but what if... What about haunted town in Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned there's a ghost and he's going to never, never even visit the country. <laughs> He's going to be like, you high? This is how I know you're high. Okay. (laughs) How do I know that you're high? This is how I know. Uh, I just like to think of it as hopeful. Mm, Okay. I mean, I'm looking at pictures that people have taken for Google and it's stupidly beautiful there. We got to get this. I just want to go to Scotland. Oh, man. Me too. I've always wanted to go. I want to know where my people are from. I just want to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's I just want to go. go. So, cool. We're buying a town. And... <laughs> yeah, I really I really would love to visit there, actually. I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, man, it's Oh, beautiful. I want to go so bad. But I feel so wrong, like, doing anything to the property. Um, We just got to ask her. She's down. Mm, and like build on a place that's not any of the old houses no yeah okay you gotta leave those for uh the tour uh okay yeah okay those two all right okay 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 i'm down (laughs) (laughs) all right so Uh, shall we talk about what we're here to really talk about yes let's not not time travel no not looper Not Joseph Gordon-Levitt somehow also being... Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah, no, not that. I was like, this is the worst. They picked the, like, two most opposite actors. I remember thinking that. Like, how? What? I'm like, I don't care that they put a fake nose on Joseph Gordon-Levitt or whatever they did. Yeah, they fake did nose something is fake to nose, my it. friends. <laughs> so goofy. It's so goofy. It's the worst. <laughs> Uh, funny it's goofy looking Uh, um so we're talking about weird shit that astronauts have seen in space that mm. you don't really learn about in skew Mm -mm. the government is hiding it from us my friends what are they not hiding from us seriously literally everything yeah so this topic is all over the place, but it's really fun and honestly spooky. Um, I love it. The reason <laughs> that this came 
to my attention was I had heard that <laughs> from one of the best podcasts ever, ever uh, Cryptid Factor. I love, <laughs> we love them so much. They are so amazing. Reese Darby is just uh, buttons, buttons and Dan. Buttons. I love all of them. I love They're them the all. best. Um, they brought up that Dan did, right? Yeah, Dan brought up that there was an astronaut that saw some things. And when I heard what he saw, I was like, we need to talk about Hold up. About this. <laughs> okay, Hold so up. maybe we we'll start with this. that one since this is the reason why it came to our like let's, attention. Let's do that. This is this is all you though. This one's yours. Okay. Here in America, we have an astronaut by the name of Franklin Story Musgrave. Best name ever, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. He uh, was born August 19, 1935. He's an American physician, retired NASA astronaut, and, um, oh, he's also a consultant to Disney's Imagineering Group. That's cool. Is he still alive? Yeah. As far as I know. Born. Yep. He's 85. Before we get into the story of, like, what happened with him is just, I want to list off the reasons why... You should listen to him? Yeah, he's potentially very credible. Okay. Um, he, uh, has got all kinds of <laughs> credits to his name. Um, he has his BS in mathematics and statistics from Syracuse. He went on to receive an MBA in operations analysis and computer programming from the University of California, Los Angeles in 59, a BA in chemistry from Marietta College in 1960, an MD from Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons in 64, an MS in physiology and biophysics from University of Kentucky, and an MA in literature from the University of Houston um, in 87. Um, after He also was in the United States Marine Corps, he served as an aviation electrician. Uh, sorry, I'm whining. Um, I do know that, I swear. <laughs> I know you know that's why I was like, what? Um, he served as an aviation electrician, instrument tech, aircraft crew chief. He completed duty assignments in Korea, Japan, and Hawaii. He was aboard the carrier uh, USS Wasp in the Far East. Did this fool have, like, a life outside of his work and education? Because, god damn. No, He's flown 17,700 hours in 160 different types of civilian and military aircraft. Oh, my God. 7,500 hours in jet aircraft. He's earned an FAA ratings for an instructor, instrument instructor, glider instructor, airline transport pilot, in addition to astronaut wings. He's an accomplished parachutist. He has made over 800 free falls including over a hundred experimental free fall descents and oh no involved the study of human aerodynamics why would they why would they risk this treasure <laughs> of a man's life with experimental shit god damn i don't understand um he, he's worked in aerospace medicine um and as national heart institute postdoctorate fellow teaching and researching cardiovascular and exercise physiology he practiced clinical medicine on a part-time basis at Denver General Hospital and served as an instructor of physiology and biophysics um, at the Kentucky Medical Center. So clearly he's a kook, right? Yeah, he's co-author of 25 <laughs> scientific papers in aerospace medicine, physiology, temperature regulation, exercise physiology, and clinical surgery. 
Yeah, sounds like a real uh, wackadoo to me. Whoa. Like, he sounds unqualified. <laughs> He's a... This is wild. <laughs> a veteran of six space flights. He spent a total of 1,281 hours, 59 minutes, 22 seconds on space missions, including Jesus. nearly 27 hours of EVA. Or EVA. What's EVA? Uh, an activity done by astronaut... Oh, is this outside? Spacewalk. Mm, Okay. Crazy. Damn. 27 hours of that? Ugh, imagine the radiation. God damn it, he's still alive? Oh, maybe that's what's keeping him alive. Uh, he's the only astronaut to have flown on all five space uh, shuttles. He's held record for oldest person in orbit at 61. Holy shit. He's got a bajillion awards. Shocking. So, yeah. So, this is who we're talking about. <laughs> okay? That fool. <laughs> It's not the guy from Independence Day that uh, flew his airplane up the butt of that spaceship. <laughs> it's not that guy. It's not the crop duster. <laughs> Distant cousin. Um, okay. So. <laughs> Why is that so funny to me? You're so stupid. <laughs> okay. So during an interview... In 1995, he was talking and explained that on two, this is a quote, on two of my missions, Mm -hmm. and I still don't have an answer, I've seen a snake out there. Six, (sighs) seven, eight feet long. Oh my goodness. It is rubbery. Because it has internal waves in it, and it follows you for a rather long period (sighs) of time. No. He added, the more you fly in spots, the more you see. <laughs> I'm sure that's how he said it. <laughs> I know he did. <laughs> He's very educated. Obviously. The more you see an incredible amount of things out there. And that sort of brings to you really a certainty that other living creatures are out there. Some incredibly primitive, more primitive. Some just proteins coming together, amino acids, and some single cell organisms and other civilizations that have been around for a million years that are doing unimaginable oh. kinds of things. Wow. Gross. He spoke of the same snake in an interview with Omni Magazine earlier saying, quote, on two flights I've seen and photographed what oh. I call the snake, like a seven-foot eel swimming out there. However, oh. he did concede, quote, it may be an uncritical rubber seal from the main engines. When asked what he thought was out there in the wider galaxy, he said, living creatures far more developed as civilizations. That's why I make an effort to communicate and might be considered eccentric because I do. Because I know the probabilities are close to zero, but I do tell them to come down and get me. (sighs) Well, okay. You don't like the idea of somebody coming down to get you, but he's like, I'm old. I've done all this science shit. I feel like that if I'm going to go out, like, that's how I want to go out. Mm. So the photograph, of that's course, cool. is a little blurry. But there's definitely something. There's something there. I saw the picture. Oh, like. That sounds so crazy cool. Uh, did you I, see the video? No. It is finagling out there. It's moving. Ooh, it's fadoodling? It is. Oh, boy. It's weird, dude. 
It was funny. I was talking to Sean about this before we started, and I was like, oh, this one guy says he saw a space snake, and he was like, okay, that sounds like bullshit. But then at the same time, like, he conceded. He was like, you know, just because we can't see a snake that flies on this planet, he's like, how are we supposed to know? What am I trying to say? Like, what kind of environments other creatures can survive in other other planets? Like, how are we supposed to determine what they could possibly survive? Yeah, we can't. That's stupid. We can't. And then he quoted my favorite movie ever, Contact. Or he said something to the effect of it, like, it's mathematically impossible for there to be no aliens. And then he said, you know, if we were alone, it would be an awful waste of space. Because it's true. <sighs> I know you hate him. snake but... video. Ah, uh, come on. It's weird in the... Na- it, so there's like a regular video, and then it's negative exposure one. Mm-hmm. Negative exposure one's kind of even creepier. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I like, like that, that it's he out conceded there. that it could be not that, but I have a feeling that the snake is probably the most fantastical thing that he saw, but I have a feeling he's seen other things as well. It's weird. I, I don't, don't think like that's the only moves. thing he's seen. Yeah, probably not. Sorry, I'm still just staring at it in infinity. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Ew. I mean, I do like if he's going to see something out there that it's something that doesn't have arms and legs. <laughs> But is it like a worm kind of snake? Like a giant tapeworm kind of? Eh. Then I hate it. Sort of? I hate it. Nope. Nope. I'll never go to space if there's worms. I don't want to get worms. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get worms. That's actually one of my like deepest fears is getting worms. I don't don't know why. Because I hate worms so very much. They're awful. (laughs) I gotta go. I gots to go. I gots to go. Um, well, one of the other things that a guy, a guy, one of our astronauts experienced, um, space worm? No, he space didn't snake? have that. <laughs> no, space snack. Space snacks out the right now. <laughs> For doodling around. Um, Gordon Cooper, he was one of the later Mercury acronauts. Acri- I know how Acrobats. Astronauts. He's an astronaut. Um, he sighted numerous UFOs during his career. In 1951, and this is from a book called The Extraterrestrial Answer Book, and you can get it on Google. But anyway, I'm quoting from the book. <laughs> In 1951, while piloting an F-86 Sabre jet over Germany, Cooper saw metallic saucer-shaped discs, sorry, Erica, Mm -mm. (laughs) flying at high altitudes. The craft could outmaneuver all of the American fighter planes. Of this and other episodes, Cooper later testified before the UN. He didn't just tell his grandkids. serious. He's like, this is not a joke. (laughs) I'm very serious. Mm. He says... To the UN, I did have occasion in 1951 to have two days of observation of many flights of them of different sizes flying in fighter formation, generally from east to west over Europe. Cooper testified that one of the other astronauts actually witnessed a UFO on the ground. He also stated, quote, I believe that these extraterrestrial vehicles and their crews are visiting this planet from other planets. Mm. Most astronauts were reluctant to discuss UFOs. And then in 1963, uh, Cooper went into space in a Mercury capsule. Mercury being, I think, just one of the, like, there's like Apollo and then there's Mercury. Right. Okay. Um, 
Uh, during the capsule's final orbit of the Earth, Cooper reported making visual contact with a glowing greenish object that was quickly approaching the Mercury capsule. The UFO was picked up by ground tracking station's radar, indicating that it was not some sort of light phenomenon or mirage, but a solid object. The UFO sighting was reported by the news media, but when Cooper landed, reporters were told they could not ask him about the object. Interesting. So that means he already had a little private talk with... Mm-hmm. The NASA powers the, up high. The CIA and the Yucky. Pentagon. Just nothing is scarier to me than being locked in space in a capsule and seeing something that you are not prepared for. Oh, totally. You're just in a fishbowl. You're like, yeah, you're bait. <gasps> you're totally bait. bait. That's all you are. That's the worst. You're like in a shark cage. In the water. Let me just say, too. The people, ground control, if they hear something weird happening, before they go to reply to you saying help, if it's something weird that they're seeing also, you know, because they can see what the uh-huh. astronauts yeah. seeing, they're going to turn and look at whoever's in charge and they're going to be like, do we let this play do out? We, do we acknowledge this shit? Yeah, because that's totally going to be on the table. Uh-huh. Oh, totally. You know that they have like a black book for like, okay, this is for the weird shit. Those are our men and women up there, but eh, there's an alien that's coming in. We might need to know this. And also, we might need to just disavow everything and be like, well, you're on your own. Bye. (laughs) Hop into space. Just uh, control the thrusters from down here. Send them off. (laughs) Send them to the sun. (laughs) Can you imagine making that call? Oh, nope. No, I could not. Ignite the entire thing with me in it. (laughs) Take it out with me. (laughs) erica i love you i have to sacrifice you (laughs) so sorry (laughs) i feel like i would have to at least hand-to-hand combat it once be like i brought my stick and my rock (laughs) (laughs) they're like we told you to bring one special object you're like i brought two (laughs) i bound them together so it's just one (laughs) usually people just bring pictures of their families you're like no these are my special objects. <laughs> anyway, in a later interview taped by J.L. Ferrando, Major Cooper described an incident in Florida. Of course, it was Florida. Mm-mm. During which, quote, I saw with my own eyes a defined area of ground being consumed by flames with f- flames with four indentations left by a flying object which had descended in the middle of a field. Beings had left the craft. There were other traces to prove this. They seemed to have studied topography. They had collected soil samples, and eventually they returned to where they had come from, disappearing at enormous speed. I happen to know that authority did just about everything to keep this incident from the press and the TV in fear of a panicky reactioning reaction from the public. He also stated that, quote, I can now reveal that every day in the U.S., our radar instruments capture objects from form of form and composition unknown to us, which we now know is fucking true mm. for a fact. And there are thousands of witness reports and a quantity of documents to prove this, but nobody wants to make them public. Why? Because authorities are afraid that people may think of God knows what kind of horrible invaders. So the password still is we have to avoid panic by all means. He also wrote a book titled Leap of Faith and Astronaut's Journey into the Unknown which included information on his UFO experiences and the systematic military and government cover-up of UFO activities. I'm writing this down so I can read it later. Yuck. 
Man, that guy, I like that he just was like, nope, I'm sharing all. Yeah, I dig that. I He's really like, I do. Don't, I don't care. Because at some point it's like. Why, why are you keeping the state secrets? Yeah, I'm helping you be shitty. Like, that's not cool. Also, at some point, keeping this much information so we don't panic, us not knowing is causing panic. Yeah, and I'm sure it also weighs heavily on his heart, knowing that that's there. Ugh. Yeah. I don't need it. All right. Do you need it? No, I need it out of here is what I need. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so this one is also creepy, and we looked into it a little bit. So, in spots, guys, it's like a vacuum. (laughs) It's like a vacuum. And there's no sound there. No sound. Oh, my. (laughs) Um, and that's why the story is Creepy Town. In 2003, mm-hmm. astronaut Yang Liwei, the first to be sent into space by the Chinese space program, he was just up in a space shuttle hanging out when he reportedly heard a knock. He described it as, quote, someone knocking the body of the spaceship, just as a knocking would be on an iron bucket with a wooden hammer. Apparently, he's not the only one to experience this. this. I hate this so much. There were other Chinese astronauts between 2005 and 2008 who've reported hearing similar knocking sounds. So we looked into this a little bit. Years later, he's like, no, it was just like the pressure in the like spaceship changing and compressing and making noises. Okay. But why, why just that one time, it sounds like? Why did another guy hear it or girl? And why just from 2005 to 2008? I don't like that. I feel like, and there was enough time for him, like, finally now being like, it was just, you know, growing pains with the space shuttle. I'd be afraid of the Chinese government. if No. The Chinese government's scary. You he would have known that, dude. He would have known if it was just the, the shuttle making noises. Oh, for noises. sure. I know. I'm just saying, like, he cover he had to publicly cover it up oh totally yeah government because it's just bullshit he would have known he would have known yeah they totally know and they if he would have known because the engineers would have been like hey bt dubs sometimes certain pressures will cause like certain levels of pressure will cause the air pipes to knock or the water recycling systems to knock or something yeah and wouldn't they tell the other astronauts between 2005 and 2008 over the course of that entire time? Like, hey. Of course. And if anything, they would have it on now. their, they'd have it on their monitoring system. They'd be like, hmm, you know, the water filtration or the air filtration or, or whatever it is that's causing the knock. They're like, hmm, this is acting kind of funny because that knocking isn't from, I, what, what, what am I trying to say? Like a healthy system. Like their system mm. would mm-hmm. be unhealth it would be something broken screws are coming loose yeah they'd have some kind of records or like kind of black box kind of situation being like okay this doesn't seem right Hmm, we should probably check on this and they'd be like yeah you might hear some knocking sounds that'd be so scary fuck that i wouldn't even i'd still be horrified if they told me oh yeah and then i go up there and hear it i'd be like no that's not it it's not it (laughs) (laughs) i mean the question is do you knock back do you no. knock back? No, you get quiet and you get small and you wedge yourself <laughs> into small, small space. You just tuck yourself away. Yeah, I don't think I could knock back. I would not knock back. You definitely get away from those little porthole windows. Fuck yeah, go hide. 
Yeah, you hide way underneath you the bed. You zip yourself into your little sleeping sack and you just kind of hide your face and you just go, no, I'm not here. No one's home. <laughs> Nobody's home. Door's locked. <laughs> Please don't come no in. No entrance. <laughs> no admittance. Thank Please you. Please leave. Please don't knock again. <laughs> um, I found the a little bit more information, a little bit more on the Neil Armstrong one. Mmm. And it's from this book. This book is great. I have oh, to buy cool. this book. Oh, cool. Okay. Neil Armstrong. Creepy and story number four. Go- good old what? Buzz. <laughs> uh, so this is about their moon landing on Apollo 11. Uh, this happened July 21st, 1969. <sighs> We're coming up on the uh, anniversary, actually. Uh, let's well, celebrate right. it. Moon drinks. <laughs> oh, moon. Oh, man. Bobby better get creative. That'd you better be tell cool. him right now. Text him now. Moon drinks. Get ready. Um. <laughs> So uh, shortly after they made their landing, um, one of the astronauts referred to a light in or near a crater on the moon's surface. Mm. And after Mission Control requested more information, because they're like, what? Um, Nothing more was heard on the television transmission. Mm. Because all of this, you know, was supposed to be live. Right. However, Otto Binder, a former NASA employee, states that unnamed radio hams. Radio hams? (laughs) Radio hams. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Okay. Hold Ra- on, let me get my hams. <laughs> what? I'm just going to grab my hams. Radio. <laughs> okay, with their own VHF receivers picked up the following exchange, which was not heard on television. So they heard it over the walkies. Yeah. They, they this had is people their own, on, on Earth? On the ground. On the ground. They had their hams pointed at the sky. <laughs> at the moon. <laughs> their hams and their gams. <laughs> they were ham-handed. Okay. Uh, okay. So... This is uh, NASA says, what's there? Mission control calling. Uh, Apollo 11 says, these babies are huge, sir. Enormous. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you, there are other spacecraft out there lined up on the far side of the crater edge. They're on the moon watching us. And that's the end of the quote. So later during a NASA symposium, Neil Armstrong was asked what really happened on the moon. He stated that although he could not go into details, they had been warned off by the aliens who had made it clear that there would be no space station or city built on the moon. Armstrong is quoted as saying their ships were far superior to ours, both in size and technology. Boy, they were big and menacing. There is no question of a space station. This version of events is substantiated by Dr. Vladimir Ahaza, a physicist and professor of mathematics at Moscow University, who is quoted as saying, Neil Armstrong relayed the message to Mission Control that two large, mysterious objects were watching them after having landed on the near the moon module. Oh, I hate the being watched. But this message was never heard by the public because NASA obviously fucking censored it. Interestingly enough, NASA now implements a five-minute delay on all, quote, live transmissions from space. Even if the TV transmission says live coverage, it is definitely on a five-minute delay. NASA needs that editing capability. That's a lot. That's a lot of time. I mean, like, award shows are like seconds delay. Not to mention, if something goes hinky wrong, they don't want to show an astronaut getting spaced on live TV. 
if something oh happens. yeah you don't want to yeah you don't want to see something horrible happen no five minutes is a lot yeah that's a lot yeah. of time that's not like to just cut words sentences that's like that's like a whole happens. re-editing <laughs> yeah that's, that's, well they're they're trying to Whoa. make sure they can cut out giant spaceships so um yeah is that horrible when was the last time we went to the moon hold on i don't want to close this tab i like this book i want to buy it when was the last time Last time the Bucks won a championship, the Bucks went to the finals, the Suns <laughs> made the, the finals, the minimum wage was right. Last time we went to the moon. There we go. Wow, that actually popped up. What was the last time the 4th of July was on a Sunday? When was the last time it snowed in San Francisco? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just really excited by all of these things. December 72. Fuck. Okay. That is so long. That's what I was going to say. I wasn't sure, but if, that's why I asked years? that because it's like, it's been, <gasps> I know it's been a long time. Because there's why? fucking UFOs on that fucking that's exactly what satellite I was around us oh oh no i have major, isn't that weird i have major anxiety about this now i'm afraid i'm afraid of the moon google when the first female is gonna go on the moon when that's coming up first female going to the moon no woman has never i know only 12 humans all men have ever walked on the moon um, Boo. nasa publishes artemis plan to land first woman next man on moon in 2024 uh, i'm scared for her i am too after learning of this <laughs> let's send some douchey guy let's send joe rogan bye stay on the moon you have them go first <laughs> yeah yeah put let's, him up there let's just drop him in a crater no one needs you <laughs> toodles uh, he can be the bait he sucks so wow hard. dude isn't that weird though uh 70s? gross why gross. i've always thought that was weird because we were told not to come back i mean wouldn't you think we would have been there a buttload of times by now because yes. we can simply just because we can yeah why haven't we oh now i just have feelings and thoughts that i don't like I'm afraid of our moon now. I like our moon. I like looking at it. It's fun. Now I still I'm like to the moon. moon. I don't like who's who's setting up shop there without her permission. I don't like it. I don't what like else it. you got for me? That's okay. just gonna upset me. <laughs> yeah, Agreed. I don't have any more. By the way, so just this is all you. Okay, I have a bunch of horrifying things. Great. We can do some rapid fire. Rapid fire. Love it. Hate During it. the Apollo 10 mission, a test run for the first mission to the moon, astronauts, among other things, took the testing various uh, took to testing various equipment. The stakes were high since this was not a simulation but real space. Much to the surprise of these astronauts or acrobats, they heard a strange... <laughs> Shut up. I can't read. <laughs> they heard... <laughs> I just think it's funny, like, picturing that going on. It's a good I mean, they visual. Do... They do get to play in. They love the tumble zoology. up there. Trapeze around. By the way, have you seen videos of the astronauts like jumping around, like how they, you know, they like kind of bounce, but in high speed? No. It's fucking funny as hell. I have to send it to you. <laughs> Guys, just Google it. It's so funny just watching them kind of like bouncing around really fast and <laughs> doing things really quickly. That's cute. <laughs> It's goofy. It's it's it makes me happy about them being on the moon, even though I'm not very nervous. Yeah, they could die at any moment. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
So they're up there, and they heard a strange sort of whistling on their headphones that they mm-hmm. later described no. as space music. Space no. jams. <laughs> space jams? Yeah. <laughs> no Looney Tunes, though, right? <laughs> no, just the jams. I just, just... I don't need music on the moon. Or in space. I don't like whistling. <sighs> okay, you started to say whh, and I was like, whizzing? Oh, no. <laughs> that I can get. That's better. <laughs> Less threatening. God, dude. Whistling? That's like a tune? Mm-mm. What do you do about that, though? Like, what? Know. What do you do when you hear that? Same with the knock. Like, what do you do? I would freeze and be like, huh. You're just like you so even... inferior when you're How in space. You function after that. Yeah. Like, I... I that would be, I would be like, I have forgotten how to astronaut. Like, I don't even know what I know anymore. <laughs> do they have flamethrowers? <laughs> I don't think they, they do. They have to have some kind of weapon. I don't think they do. Uh, you know what? Do, do astronauts, astronauts have weapons? <laughs> have weapons. They have to. Bro. A trident. <laughs> oh. They have a trident. Okay, let's see. Uh... Russia has the corner on guns in space. Quote, the, no- the notion that modern space cadets blast off carrying guns is so silly that space officials won't even talk about the idea. But that does not mean that the astronauts are not armed. Cosmonauts, Russian astronauts, regularly Ac- carry acrobat. handguns on their Soyuz spacecraft. And actually, that's not unreasonable. I fucking agree. I like it. The ultimate list of weapons astronauts have carried into orbit? Oh, yes, give me this list. <laughs> Bazooka. <laughs> US astronaut survival pocket knife. Or made US made astronaut survival pocket knife. Okay. No, a pocket knife is going to do It looks like nothing. The dumbest. It just it's That's just a, it's a little uh, Swiss even, army knife. Don't even admit to putting that up there with them. That's and an orbital insulting. survival knife looks way more shanky shanky and less like a less like a pocket like a little Swiss right. army. And then this one has a machete. Better. And th- those look like explosives. Yes, good, warmer. <laughs> Better, warmer. <laughs> a simple penetrometer? It's used to give a rough measurement of the firmness or Or resistance to penetration of lunar soil. (laughs) Or it could be functioning as a piercing melee weapon, too. Good. Uh, A lunar golf club. I guess Alan Shepard hit two golf balls on the moon during Apollo 14 and 71. Could be, I guess, pretty handy. It looks like it's extendable. Like a, oh, like, a, like a police baton. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, an in-flight exerciser? I guess like one of those like stretchy arm bandy things. Oh, okay. But a, like could be used as a choke rope. I don't know why you'd want to... I don't want to get that close. No. I want a far away. I need flamethrower. Dinner flatware? No. This guy has a legit Swiss army knife. There we go. The Soviet machine gun. Yes. Machete, mach, machete gun. Excuse me. I can't read. Yes. A, a machete gun. <laughs> Man, this guy's, that fool's got a fuck ton of ammo. And then Soviet laser pistols. Handheld Whoa. laser weapons developed Whoa. in the 80s for cosmonauts. I want a laser pistol on my machete gun. <laughs> wow. This thing looks like, kind of looks like a 
kind of looks like a dick but okay whatever it's fine it would it would i mean a, okay a crowbar i guess a no. cleaver a mm-hmm. meat cleaver cool. um some other special knife just a knife power tools a russian machete uh makarov pistol it's just like a nine millimeter semi-automatic interesting mm-hmm. yeah there we go knives and pistols and then a, a machete, machete gun, gun. And a laser, laser pistol. Oh, that laser one. I need to know more. Oh, wow. They need more weapons. Yeah. What? I mean, I guess they don't include them because in case, like, you'd be like, God damn it, Erica, you ate the last applesauce packet. And now we're up here for, you know, another nine months and I don't have my fucking applesauce. Uh-huh. If you go, like, full, uh, uh, what is it? Angry. Uh, no, no, no. Rocket Man, where you just like start painting the walls with food. I got to shoot you with something. And they're like, no, 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 no. No, you don't get guns. I need a gun. <laughs> just they're like, bring right a there. stick. Bring a stick and a rock. And I'm going to tape that onto my gun. <laughs> this is why we're not allowed to go to space. <laughs> Oh my god. We just want to go to Spice with Spice Diamonds. I actually just want to go to the Vomit Comet and just like tootle around in zero G for a little bit. It does look fun. It really does. It does. We I, looked it up. It was like, what, five grand? Yeah, it for was like a couple of minutes. Expensive. I oh, never realized too that when you do it, I always like thought like you just have one go. I didn't realize it's like a bunch of them. Oh. You do I like five or six passes. Vomit. I get why they vomit. Yeah. I watched you the and guy. You and I both have vertigo. We would die. Oh, yeah. I can't even face sideways in a limo. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing ever. I love it. I don't remember what. Uh, oh, I was watching Loki and they're on a train. And in one of the scenes, Loki's go. he's like. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I have to sit there. I, I can't. I have to face forward on trains. And I was like, my man. <laughs> yes, dude. I get it. Uh-huh. Yes. Me and Loki have that in common. <laughs> he would have had to pop me. We would have fight. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not getting it, buddy. Good. He gets to sit sideways. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any more for yeah, me? Yeah. Okay. Um, NASA astronaut Alan Bean claims he saw something Great shiny name. on mm. Zimon. Mm, he yes. described it as shoe leather. While what? you expect spice to be black and devoid of light in places, what was the shiny thing he saw? Could it have been glass? Whatever the reason for what he saw, there's not much of an explanation creepy don't like it don't need shoe leather no that sounds creepy weird Mm -hmm. i don't need that this one's even creepier and weirder (laughs) (laughs) so when we think of ufos we think disc-shaped flying saucer anything beyond our understanding is pretty much difficult to explain as astronauts james mcdivitt and ed white came to realize mcdivs this happened when they were flying over hawaii they noticed a flying object um it didn't look right and it didn't seem like it had anything to do with earth 
Not my Hawaii. I know. This metallic object seemed to have arms sticking out of its body. Oh, I hate that. What does it mean? What? What does it mean, though? What I does it all know. mean, Basil? I hate it. I don't Kill know. It. Maybe it's like a luck dragon like Falcor. Maybe? Let's just let's just say it's that. It's a mythical being. It wasn't actually an alien. It was just a... They saw a cryptid. Mm, I just don't know. I don't like it. Mm. So, okay. I looked into this guy. He yeah. is an astronaut named Scott Kelly. He spent the most time in space. Yeah. So, he... Oh, God. This is just weird. Isn't he also like the, the governor of Arizona now? Oh, really? Something? I think he might be. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't. I looked at his Instagram. I didn't. He didn't say anything on it about it. He could be, though. I hope I know. So his deal is he spent all this time up there. He said things that suggest he had a brush with aliens. Well, he's not said so outright. He uh-huh. has made really weird um, jokes that don't sound like uh. jokes. So someone asked him a question in an interview that was like, what was it like being up there and for, you know, gravity that long and being away from it? And his answer was like, yeah, it was fine. He's like, aliens have it easier in space than we do. Uh, and he said another thing, too. I forget the other quote, but it was like he said it deadpan and not in a funny way. And it was like people were wondering if it was like he was trying to like leave breadcrumbs of info that he wasn't allowed to in uh-huh. like a way that seems like it is a joke but maybe it's not. Oh. Okay. It's strange. I don't really know how oh, I feel I'm, about it. I was wrong. It's his twin brother Mark Kelly who was also an astronaut. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. That's so confusing. The twins. Twins puzzle. <laughs> but yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, um I don't I don't know what to do with this information. I don't either. How do we do this? Like how do we get on with life with this? I don't know. <laughs> Here's one more. What? Coming back oh. to the idea of what a UFO should look like. Okay. No one thinks it should be cylindrical. In ninety one cosmonaut Musa Monarov he saw a cylindrical UFO, and he caught it on film. Hate it. The shiny object is swiveling and making its way across the Swiveling. There's a video. Swiveling? What's creepy is when you click the video, it's unavailable now. Uh-oh. What? He was a Rus- He was a cosmonaut? Uh-huh. Oh, Russia makes all the decisions on that. Okay. Oh, I hate all of this. Okay, here's the very last one. American astronaut Leroy Chiao, Chiao, commander of the International Space Station Space Station in 2005 with his crew, mm-hmm. saw a set of strange lights in space. He described the formation as an upside-down, almost V. The crew and him chanced upon the formation after it flew past them. What? I don't... What do we do? <laughs> we go live I in a bunker? Like, we, I don't... You know what we do? What? We buy that town in Scotland. <laughs> we get the prophetess to tell us what's the game plan with these uh-huh. aliens. You okay. tell us, we 
do the proper things to make sure your little village stays cool. <sighs> you, you dig. You dig. You dig it, dig. Okay. <laughs> we keep Spooky Town safe. You yeah. keep us safe from aliens. What do we do? <laughs> that sounds like a good deal. It's not the worst idea. That's a good deal. I mean, I feel. <laughs> That's a win-win for her. What if he? Sh- what if she just like straight gave us all of this intel on like, well, finally. I mean, I'm in. I, it's <laughs> a lot of money, but you know, I... worth it to not see Spasnak. <laughs> <laughs> Give me ghost knocking. I don't need alien I don't knocking. Want alien knocking. I want space knocks. No. What does that even like? What Bigfoot knocks. What do you do? What do you do when there's knocking in space? Like, how, how do you even process that? Wish we could see, like, a video of the astronaut when that happened. Mm-hmm. And just, like, seeing Shitting how himself. he... <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually want to see that. Not in space. Um, <laughs> but, no, like, I don't want to see how he processed that. Like, see yeah, what he did. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Like would he just like sit there? Would he be listening? Would he do what I did and be or what I would do, which is hide? I'd be like, I would just go hide. This is why you need a. I don't want cats up in space, but you can't blame it on anything. Mm-mm. You need a space cat. You need a robot cat. There we go. Yep, because I I honestly use Honey. She sits on our lap at night, and like I have the sliding glass door next to me, like open sometimes. And I use Honey as my barometer. Yep. Like, if her ears perk up and she, like, stares out the window or the door, I'm like, oh, I gotta close that. And what I do to, like, not freak myself out, because I'm like, don't actually look, because if I look, I'll get freaked out. Yep. You can't. I just I just get up, act like nothing's wrong, and I'm like, I'm just gonna close this. And I close it, and I lock it, and I get, I try to let my heart rate rest a little bit. <laughs> never works i feel like i'm gonna hear knocking tonight i know i don't know what to do i'll call you okay great just like we did when we were looking at the uh what was it the eclipse yeah (laughs) wake up i hear knocking fuck what do i do i don't know go back to sleep i guess i don't know help i can't help you uh you have to co-host agreement fine cool though i hate if not, it then i'm gonna request i'm gonna send it over to your house that is rude oh it's like <laughs> telling rude. me to go back to bed not rude <laughs> it's not rude <laughs> it's nice no it's nice oh i'm gonna go knock on your window i will murder you oh bobby do it i'm too lazy <laughs> I am too tired. I am too tired. <laughs> too tired to knock. <laughs> Can't do it. Mommy, go knock. So, guys, I hope you're visually creeped out by things astronauts have seen in spots. I'm upset now. I mean, we all knew it was freaky as hell up there. So, now it's just confirmed. No, I just hate it. People like want to go up there. That I don't get. I don't either. How? How and why? Uh, uh. 
Explain to me. I don't know. My people are like, oh, yeah, space is great. No, it's not. No, it's not. Nothing about it is good. You have to eat shitty food. Your water is recycled by, like, mm-hmm. from your pee or whatever. You have Lonely. to pee in, like, a There's weird tube. It's no lonely. animals. No Netflix. None. Yeah, no animals. I need cats. Yeah, I all need the all, the, all the fluffies. Give me all them puppies and all them kitties. Not to mention fresh fucking air. Yeah, dude. I live with our windows open at all times. I work near the coast. All I want is fresh air. That's all yeah, I want. Yeah, it must be constant. I can't oh, do stagnant spas. spas air? No. Ugh. Ugh. Get it out of here. No, thank you. Do you want to um, spin the wheel? Let's do it. Okay. I'm excited to see what's happening with this wheel. I'm not excited about this. <laughs> here we go. I'm not excited about anything now. Space is space is out there, and I don't like that it's out there. You know what? We got one that we were going to talk about, and we didn't. Okay. <laughs> and I Great. wanted to talk about this. Great. We were going to talk about Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe conspiracy theories. Did we not talk about that? Mm-mm. I thought we did. Nope. We didn't? Nope. <laughs> feel like i researched it well we probably did i'm insane <laughs> really yeah oh really yeah. i don't believe this <laughs> like i don't believe you to the point where i'm looking at our episodes that i've uploaded <laughs> that's where i'm at we uh definitely did it oh and i remember it being like ah oh, shit i don't remember why we didn't it, it could have been because there was like an anniversary coming up for us or something uh. over the holidays. And I think that could have been why. Huh. And we were like, well, shit, we got to do an anniversary episode. We timed this wrong. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. Cryptid miss. So many cryptid misses. Misses. Oh Saturnalia. God damn. We've covered a lot of crap. Not by crap. I mean, like, good stuff. Good stuff. It's all the good stuff. <laughs> Only the best. Oh, pumpkin to talk about. Wow, it's been so long. <laughs> JFK assassination. That we did. That's why I'm thinking that we talked about it. Okay, so now we're going to talk about poor Marilyn. Marilyn. Getting effed over big time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, God damn it. All right. Okay. We're doing it. I. Now that I have that confirmed, because I was like, I know I've researched that fool. Like, why? <laughs> Why do I feel so crazy? Why is he back again? <laughs> oh, why? Explain me. Explain back. me, mom. Back. All right. Cool. Well, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've learned a lot of really horrible things. And I've, I've actually, I'm putting together a Barnes and Noble uh, wish list right now. Of yeah, the I want to see that Faith, book. Send me that. The, Leap, the Gordon Cooper and the Extraterrestrial Answer Book. I'm legit going to buy these right now. <laughs> Sean's going to be like, why are you spending $40 at Barnes & Noble? Mind your business, sir. <laughs> I'm protecting us from spas. I'm learning about things that are going to scare me and give me nightmares. <laughs> uh, valid. I see. I'm scared of everything. That's the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, cool. Join us next week, guys, when we talk <laughs> about some more shit. <laughs> JFK, creepy assassination, not assassination plots, but just like his creepy family and poor Marilyn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ah, God damn.
A lot. It's a lot to unpack. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. All right, bye.